I'm me, you're you, and this is Wiggly's Book Club, episode 21. Wiggly's Book Club is a fortnightly read brought to you live from Sloppy Joe's Bar here in beautiful Easton, Pennsylvania. When someone squares off against you, scoop the side and bust their neck on the concrete steps. Crack can't help you when your head's not on your body. Without any further ado, let's now go live to Wiggly Down in Sloppy Joe's Bar for the reading of the Peregrine Books are published by the Putnam Publishing Group Classic Blues Brothers Private. Trying to, I tried to whisper okay instead of saying it this time. I got to tell you, I got to adjust this mic. I, I don't know. You, have you ever heard of hardships? Uh, this type of hardship, that type of hardship. So what you do is you take anything that goes before the word hardship, and then you add hardship to it. And then that's what, uh, that's what I'm experiencing. So that happens. Okay, today I'm not going to fart around, as the kids say. Just a skull, a shot glass, a Jaeger. I, that looks like a shot in half. And then I have uh, some ice here. I'm going to put some citrus squeeze pie. I don't know if I'm talking in the right side of this mic. Let's see. Yeah, that sounds, that's probably right. Uh, puckered citrus flavored vodka. Vodka. Today's read is going to be the Blues Brothers Private... And uh, it's a Peregy book. I paid eight bucks for this when it came out. I don't even know what uh, date is on here. What happened is I had a request by none other than one Chris Neckleboon. Neckle, I gotta turn on this light. Christ, I can't see. If you don't know, I can't see. I'm blind, legally blind in my one eye. And, uh, I'm dyslexic and drunk, and I can't read. I'm not drunk yet, but I will be shortly. So one Chris Necklebun requested that I continue along with fads and fallacies in the name of science. But uh, considering how I feel and the things I'm going through, I'd love to get back to that. But I want to do a little something lighthearted. I gotta take these fucking rings off too. Christ! I gotta blow out this candle. How are we doing on time? 212. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Uh, a little under. By the time I look at it, then my mouth comes out. Mm. Alright, so let's get this Jaeger down. I gotta go pick up my pills at the right aid. Okay, here we go. Ready? You do a little... I don't know why you do that. Here we go. Good Lord! That's good. That was... That's definitely... <laughs> that's definitely a two-shot skull thing. He's got a little bit more in his chin. Mmm. Liquish. And I got this stupid flashing cup. And, uh, of course, like I mentioned about everything... Well, if you want to have bad luck, 
just come rub me, because that's what will happen to you, friends. Mmm. And see, that's a lot. That's a lot more tame. <laughs> yeah. There's my self-adjusting wrench. I was looking for that. So Nico Bun asked me to. He really was into organ therapy. I think that's what it was called by uh, Wilhelm Reich. Or as Nico Bun might say, if he didn't know his name, what's his futs? But he does know his name, and he does know his therapy, and he wants me to read about that, and I'm very interested in that because I haven't thought about that or even heard about it in mucho years. By the way, I, I, uh, this is the first time you're listening. I read a book. Uh, I start reading a book. I read a couple pages. <laughs> then I end the show, and uh, whatever else happens, I go upstairs and then try to be coherent as I do the end of the show like the beginning. Now, the reason that I decided to do the Blues Brothers is, well, like I said, I, I, I don't think I could read anything too serious right now. I need something with a lot of pictures I could look at. This book, uh, uh, one of our other shows, and I'm, I'm in a stupor right now because I can't recall if it was... Cursing and 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 uh, and a movie and a film. Oh Jesus! Uh, uh, oh, I I know what it's called. Of course, that's just a little joke of mine that I like to tell. I'm not actually going into podcasts right now. If you didn't know, podcasts on the App Store. That's this is. Brilliant. I love Apple recently. They've been really making my life uh, wonderful as far as making it a living hell with uh, systems I haven't even updated in a million years and they're still uh, losing all their power just like my regular ones. Oh, okay. Films and films and cursing. I, I always get that wrong. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, I'm not looking at anything up on my phone. Uh, why is everything in like triplicate? Films and Swearing 81 was Terminator 2 Judgment Day. That can't be right. Uh, mass move aside. Oh my God. Oh, they did Fantastic Four Films and Swearing. So it must have been Mass Move Aside that did uh, the, not the replacements, the replicants, uh, the, the receptors, the redundants. I, I don't remember. I just, I know they didn't like that movie. And then they reviewed. Um, Blues Brothers 2000, and of course they shat upon it, I, A, I, I, that's it, not A, that would be silly, knock this battery off, A, oi, well, that would be oi, A is Canadian on, and then uh, I happens, so listen to those two shows, they're both very good, Films and Cursing, and also the Mass Move Aside, UK, you understand, UK, don't listen to the American one, although you can listen to that. But that's not what's on Giant Media Ball. If you didn't know, Giant Media Ball, if you're not listening to uh, subscribe to Giant Media Ball or, I don't know, looking at it at Facebook or something, uh, by the way, you're, you're missing half the fun. Like, this show's exclusive to Giant Media Ball. So, you know, you, hopefully you, you're in, within the sound of my voice. It's not a Quonset hut. So I decided that, you know, because 
the original blue, and they both, I mean, they spent like an hour just basically saying over and over again how the film is shite. And that's all it was. They tried to say something about the movie, and then they just roll off into disgust and say how awful it was. But they both loved the first one, and, and they mentioned how brilliant it was, and it was. And if I'm not mistaken, Aykroyd wrote Blues Brothers 1 and 2, both parts. And uh, then he, he, had, he carried around in, a, in, a, in a, one of his uh, satchels that he kept on the back of his motorbike, you see. And uh, somehow it blew away. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and, and so there you go, he had to rewrite him. And he rewrote it in a weekend with uh, somebody, Eg Ergon. Now, I might be con completely mixing this up with Ghostbusters 1 and 2 and, instead of Blues Brothers 1 and 2, but who cares? The original Blues Brothers was awesome. And I just want to point out two things. Uh, that uh, that were neglected on not neglected but um, that I would have liked liked to add to Mass Move Aside UK, and that is that as a concert, if they would have just released Blues Brothers 2000 as a concert concert program with all the talent they would be they were able to pull together for that for that shit movie that's impossible to get through until you see the Battle of the Bands. If they could have just made that a concert, that movie would have rocked. And it would have brought back the days where you'd go to the Pink Floyd midnight laser light show and film. When you'd when I'd go to a, a theater and they'd show the shorts like they show uh, my shorts, Bermuda. They would show like Russ Never Sleeps and The Who, yeah, a concert. And these are concerts. They'd show the story of Leonard Skynyrd. And um, then they would show the little video block by the Pretenders, and everyone would boo. And I was like, what's the matter with you? This ain't half bad. So anyway, I thought um, the first Blues Brothers was so influential on me. Uh, and that's all I, I think that's all I wanted to say. I really can't remember. Like I said, I'm going through some shit right now that is just uh, bullshit. Let's get happy. Let's drink uh, some more booze. Because that makes us happy. That's how you get happy, everybody. Mmm. Be sure to always drink alone. One man karaoke and a little autoerotic asphyxiation. Asphyx Just hang around a bit. Pedigree book 795, as I mentioned. This book is so amazing. It is shaped like a... You know, inner office sort of binder, except very brownish uh, envelope instead of manila one and it has blues brothers uh, you know it's it's got the rope around it. it has blues brothers on like a piece of colored filing tape how am i doing on time 1024 awesome half the show's over and i haven't even cracked the cover and it says private in a rubber stamp and then it has the raised seal the raised seal of the oh i would need to go get my uh, you know, it's a blessed something of the blessed shroud, uh, Our Lady of the Blessed Shroud. I'm gonna go with that because I can't I can't recall exactly what it's called. I can only see the word, <laughs> the, the letter uh, E. I can only see E L E. So I'm thinking it, it's a uh, blessed shrine, and then it's 1920. I don't know what it is, but it's a raised seal on the on the flap, on the back. 
It's also rubber stamped private uh, in a purple ink. Front is a black. And then it says, Pedigree books are published by Phantom uh, Putnam Tame, Putnam Publishing Group, printed in USA, SBN 399504761. And I've really never seen anyone with this book. And I think I might have seen it once. It was very expensive. And the really cool thing about this is it came with the poster that Ray Charles hung upside down and everybody, you know, you, two girls, walking, um, that type of thing. <clears throat> and it's Ladies' Night, written by Judith Jacqueline and Tino Insana, designed by Jay Jacqueline. I don't know who these people are, but holy fuck, how the hell did they get so into it? And I'll, I'll read about it. And then on the back, they're standing in front of the, uh, once again, Sa of the Blessed orphanage. They're standing in, uh, in front of the, the, the uh, steps of this, which really doesn't look like the steps to the orphanage, unless it's a back door. And it's uh, Jake and Elwood standing there. It's on a, a uh, you know, old-timey photograph. And it's uh, duct-taped to the back of this uh, pretend envelope. And also, on the front cover, you have the Blues Brothers um, Logo, with the, which is uh, what you see on the poster in the movie, you know, on a white button, so it's just black and white. What this is, is something that doesn't mention anything whatsoever. Let's read the Binder. Blues Brothers Private, Jacqueline and Simon. And all, all, by the way, all these um, written by and, uh, and uh, Putnam Tame Publishing Group, it's all written uh, with a... Some type of bulb, some type of flare marker. This entire book is nothing about. It mentions nothing about the movie. Doesn't say go see Blues Brothers in theaters now. Hey, here's the Blues Brothers movie. If you want to talk about something plain for the truth and an amazing fucking book, what this is is sort of like a scrapbook of shit that is complete backstory and filler to the original Blues Brothers movie. Here's from the, you know, the, uh, the Daily Plaza. Um, I can't remember what his name, Jonathan Daly, I can't remember. So it starts out, it, it doesn't even have a, it's not even, doesn't even have a, yeah. And it's like news articles, and then it's, there's crayon drawings that Jake did when he was a kid. It's, uh, here's the state prison infirmary, the hours, the temperature, it's a, a rundown of the times of days that uh, urine stools nourishment, and, you know, I guess the guards would do, oh, bedside notes, so the guards would do checks on, uh, on Jake, and there, there's photos in here that are not from the movie of, of, uh, Jake behind bars. <laughs> I have got to get to section C, fill in the blank to make a complete sentence, and I'm sure this was from Jake. Okay, so here we go. I'm, uh, I'm going to open it up, and I'm going to try to read this. i got to hold my arms up, and, and, and my arms hurt, you see. More on that later, maybe. I doubt it. It's getting late. Jesus. i got to push up another podcast. Okay, that kills that. 1502, <laughs> just like normal. 
So this first one is this first page when you open it up. There's nothing on the inside cover. The first page is, um, I don't know, you know, like a, well, it's a summons. It's a summons. So Civil Court of the City of Chicago, County Court of, and uh, then it says nothing. Uh, index number 1, 751, summons, plaintiff's residence address, 2138 Patricia, Calmet City, Illinois, uh, the basis of the venue designated is Chicago, Illinois. So I'm reading the summons, which, you know, is m mostly printed and then uh, with the um, extras typed in as if it was a, a real summons. To the above-named defendants, and it says Sister Mary Stigmata, the plaintiff against pedigree books <laughs> defendants. <laughs> You are hereby summoned in the cursive type of font, the fancy, the fancy Germany type of font, to appear in the civil court of the city of Chicago, county of Cook, at the office of the clerk of the said court at Daly Plaza, in the county of Cook, city of Chicago. I, I hope you could tell where the typed parts are by my inflection. City of Chicago, state of Illinois, Within the provided by law, uh, within the time provided by law, as noted below, and to file your answer to the complaint with the clerk upon your failure to the. And, and I can't read it because it's like their typewriter was crooked. So the first is is uh, over and failure to answer. Yeah, it's an answer judgment will be taken against you in the sum of. $1 million, together with the costs of this action, with interest there on from the first day of July, 1980. So this was from April, uh, this, is a, this is from 1980. 1980, uh, together with the costs of this, oh, you said that. Dated April 1st, 1980, defendant's address, 200 Madison Avenue, New York, New York, 10016, William Kunstler, is the attorney for plaintiffs. Note, the law provides that A, if the summons is served by its delivery to you personally within the city of Chicago, you must appear and answer within 20 days after such service, or B, if the summons is served by any means other than the personal delivery to you within the city of Chicago, you must appear with, uh, and answer within 30 days after proof of service thereof is filed with the clerk of this court. Endorsed complaint, a statement of the nature and substance of the plaintiff's cause. Yeah, I wanted something easier to read. A, a fucking summons. Legal shit. Nature of the sub substance of the plaintiff's cause of action is as follows. Sister Mary Stigmata, hereafter referred to as Stigmata, contends a book entitled Blues, Blues Brothers, Colon Private, written by Judith Jacqueline and Tino Insana, designed by Judith Jacqueline, was actually a printing of her personal files and published as a pedigree book. Isn't that clever? Summons Index, page two, and I, if I read this, we won't be able to get to any of that fun. Although I'm not, I'm fucking drunk. And I'm not just trying to say this is not fun. This is fun. <laughs> Good Lord. 
It has a blue index card uh, on the back page of someone just like laying there. Pedigree books are published by G.P. Putnam's Sons, uh, 200 Madison Avenue, New York, New York, 10016, copyright 1980, by Black Rhino Enterprise Limited, a phantom Black Rhino Productions. All rights reserved. D-D-D-D-D-D. ISBN is, of course, 033-0399-504-761. I do that because I could do, I could do numbers pretty well. And Library of Congress. And then, all resemblance to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. And then here, in a blue uh, felt-tip pen, Blue's Bruz logo and dash, characterized by Mark Wilshire, designed by Jay Jacklin. Oh, so, so Jay Jacklin, whoever Jay Jacklin is, a, um, oh, Judith Jacklin. Judith Jacklin designed the Blues Brothers uh, uh, doodle of them as well. There it is, St. Helens of the Blessed Shroud. So it's uh, two photos, one in inset sort of towards the left of the other, and it shows a close-up of the St. Helens of the Blessed Shroud, sort of like through a back alley. And then uh, there's the Blessed Shroud there, and it got the big cross on the roof. And then it's a big shot of Chicago with the smokestacks and everything else. And then it has one of those there, red arrow thingy uh, stickers that you'd put on a on a photo or whatever you're doing, and it points probably at the thing. Now, this is 1980, remember that. In 1923, Mr. Nick O'Banion, a rope, string, and twine ent entrepreneur, bequeathed his factory, nestled between the Illinois Drag Line Company and Chicago Pressed Heads Metal Milling, to the Catholic Church to be used as a home for boys. This was the birth of St. Helen of the Blessed Shroud. Mr. O'Banion's only stipulation for the home was, Lights out by nine! So in loving remembrance of him, those words have become the St. Helen's motto. The first direction, dire, the first director of Sister, the first director was Sister Margaret Moses, who came from the Mozamb Mozambique mission. On her hands and knees, she prayed and scrubbed the little factory into the loving home it is today. It was first assigned. Uh, it was my first assignment to come to St. Helen's. And remember, this is written by uh, Sister Mary Stigmata, right? Yeah. On her hands and knees and pray. It was my first assignment to come to St. Helens and assist Sister Margaret in her work. I had hardly been here a year when Sister Margaret, while spring cleaning, fell to her death, dusting the last of the stations of the cross. <laughs> She's dusting the stations of the cross. Ah, uh, 21, 22, Jesus Christ, stations of the cross. It was due to the tragic loss of Sister Margaret that I became director of St. Helen. I have since, this is typewritten, by the way, I have since continued in the spirit of Sister Margaret to keep the doors of St. Helen open and our program growing. Our doors have been open to needing boys up to the age of 18. For over 50 years, we did it not only by ourselves. I don't know why I put it. We did it not only by ourselves, but with love and guidance from our church or volunteers and our friends. These times are different for all of us, especially St. Helen. The Archbishop informed us that the church fears that the growing taxes are threatening to slam our doors in the faces of the boys to come. Please don't let our home become a warehouse. Help us keep the door, these doors of God open for boys in the future. Let us always be able to show our boys there's no place like home. 
And then you got a picture. Oh, man, Curtis, the janitor, volunteers his time to teach music to the boys. So there's Cab Calloway standing with just a whole bunch of youngsters. I mean, uh, over a dozen right in front of St. Right on the steps of St. Helens of the Blessed Shroud Orphanage. Let's see what I got. Let's see what I got here. Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to be able to get to the to the uh, going back. So this was uh, this was an article that goes through St. Helens' description of a living program. And uh, a normal school day is 7 o'clock, wake up, 7.45, prayer and breakfast, 9 o'clock. So this is sort of like probably something they sent out to try to drum up money, like a newsletter that had photos in it. Here's uh, Sister Catherine reading to some of our boys, which <laughs> the one boy has a Charlie. Oh, my God. It's Charlie McCarthy. Um, no, I'm sorry. It's a... Um, Oh no. Oh no. Emmett Kelly Jr. Emmett Kelly Jr. clown ventrilo ventriloquist dummy. How about that? So I think that, I mean, I'm not, I can't be certain, but this might be a real thing. I can't, can't see what she's reading. Maybe, oh geez, I can't read Jack and the Beanstalk, I'm thinking. So uh, very, very, very interesting. Um, th oh man, it's, this is so authentic. It goes through the whole itinerary for today. 12 prayer and lunch, 2.30 schools out, 2.30 snacks, 2.45 free play, 4.30 prepare for meal, 5 o'clock prayer and dinner, 5.30 organized play, 6.30 study hour and snacks, 7.30 recreational activities, 8.30 bath time, 9 o'clock prayers and lights out. Remember, in bed by 9. There's a health program. They pay a good routine health check of educational program. Um... Here we teach the four R's, reading, writing, arithmetic, and religion. And it goes through, and yes, indeed, in closing, when the good Lord sends a lost babe to our doors, we cannot turn the child out. And it goes on. Thank you for your interest in St. Helen, uh, and God bless you for any help you can give. Sincerely, Sister Mary Sigmata, Director of St. Helen of the Blessed Child. And there's a picture of her. <laughs> she's, uh, she's balancing some books there. Oh, there's a... Uh, so she got Jesus with his uh, heart, you know, pointing at his, uh, his flaming heart. And uh, there's Mary looking down like she does. And then there's the infant of Prague right over her shoulder. They're all blurry, but I can, I can make out what they are. And uh, this is, looks like an internal thing. Dear friends uh, of St. Helens of the Blessed Shroud, this is handwritten in, in blue felt. And so I guess it's to the friends. It occurs to me that you may be disturbed disturbed by the recent unpleasant publicity surrounding the uh, surrounding the uh, activities of two former uh, uh, wards of St. Helens. Uh, she has terrible handwriting. Wards of St. Helens. However, I pray you will not allow these incidents to affect your generous response to our annual appeal for much-needed funds, regardless of what you read, these boys were in a on a mission from God to see the orphan to save the orphanage. Although this, their actions, <laughs> Christ. Although their actions may look bad, angels do have dirty angels do have dirty faces, and the Lord works in mysterious ways. Please, please remember that our fifty years of service to the community have produced many fine. God-fearing citizens, we need your generous support more than ever. Sister Mary Sigmata, amen. And once again, 
It is written, handwritten in a blue felt thing with the St. Helens of the Blessed Shroud stamp on a rubber stamp, Calmet City, Illinois, 1923, I guess, established. And it says, this is a shit I couldn't read from, Illustrious Forest Noctu Novem. And uh, my Latin's a little, well, it doesn't exist. 2723. So here we have uh, this is uh, this oh this is a fold out maybe you would pick this up uh, at your food store to be free. It's a four it's a four a panel fold out and on the left is Ray's Music Exchange and Pawn Shop and there's there's good old Ray on in a little square there. Come on and this is done in a brown a brown and and black on a yellowish type of uh, paper. Very authentic. Very authentic. Uh, except for, well, how, how do you have that white picture? Oh, well, they fucked up a little bit. But everything else looks good. Come on in and see Ray for the best buys and exchanges and maybe a little extra cash for those unwanted items. The biggest and best in the Midwest, 804 Shrum Road, Calmet City. Then you have Calmet City with a uh, their water tower with a big smiley face drawn on it, their water tower. And then uh, the next little panel uh, section here is a, a few uh, people bought the, uh, you know, half, half of uh, one of the sheets and then other people pay for this. The exciting shops at Dixie Shopping Mall. <laughs> That's great. Um, distinctive children's clothing is uh, Ban and a Moon. Oh, banana moon. <laughs> we sell blue jeans for the small fry. Then you got your disco pants. Remember that? Disco pants and jeans. 862-5544. Brand new jeans. Two for $16.50. $8.25 per pair. Blue jeans. Two for $27. And it's got a picture of a butt. It says blue jeans as the belt and uh, the pockets. And then a chocolate flavor ice cream shop. Chocolate. Which I think it has one flavor. Chocolate flavor ice cream shop. Chopee, as you know. And then they took out a whole half of this uh, section. St. Helena of the Blessed Shroud Bingo every Tuesday, 6.45 p.m. Dining Hall, 2138 Patricia Street. $25 price guaranteed on the coverall game. $3 buy-in. Support our orphanage. Bring your neighbors and friends. This space donated by Chicago Pressed Heads and Metal Mine Milling Company. So isn't that just, I mean, this is how... Detailed this shit is 29. I'm gonna go over. I don't care. This is this is a fucking amazing book that I doubt that most of you have, and, that, and that's the purpose of Wiggly's Book Club. You know, it's not always to read about Mario, which is fine to read about Mario, but um, you know, th these are the uncommon books. I think. Why Calmet City? Well, why not? Like a young family or the new business. Um, Calmet City is still growing. It is a city that is big enough to provide excitement, opportunity, and modern living. And yet it is small enough to be a community of friends and neighbors. The call of, hello, neighbor, echoes to the, in the streets. And now he's our smelly, sm smelly tower. Our smiley tower welcomes you home. Okay, so someone spray-painted that smiley face on the tower, and I don't, can't recall. Oh, he's got a bow tie! So I can't recall if, if that happens... I know there's some type of electrical thing I can't recall. Uh, located in on uh, the rich and productive soil of the Corn Belt, Calmet City has actually been called Market Basket of the World, as well as the buckle, the buckle of the Corn Belt. Uh, 
For the new and growing business seeking a location, most of the city is zoned industrial. The City Planning Commission of the Chamber of Commerce Industrial Development Committee has a 24-hour 800 telephone number to assist your needs at no cost to you. And to our foreign investors, we offer many bilingual workers and many great Japanese restaurants. Comet City has nicely paved city streets that joined that join county and township roads that connect to a network of highways and expressways that lead to Chicago as well as O'Hare and Midway airports, making it the perfect, convenient, central location for business. So whether you're looking for a new home or a new business location, let a let the Calumet City Chamber of Commerce assist you. Why Calumet City? Because that's why. Big Apple, first city. Chi-Town, second city. Calumet City, Third city. Then the next page is just a white page with a bunch of. Uh, well, it's got. It looks like she was testing out the um, the official seal of the St. Helens, and then it has a bunch of places where people have set uh, set their their beverages. Now we're getting into the private files of Jake Elwood and the blues band Miscellaneous. So. If you turn you turn this part sideways and it looks like a bunch of, of uh, what do you call these things folders that have the you know tabs on the top, you're your filing cabinet type of uh, things. They're, they're Manila in, in color. This is private and it's got a picture of of uh, Jake here with a bass fiddle. Oh, I think he does that in Ray's Music Shack. Ray's Music Exchange entering. Sorry. So the first one is Jake. So this is his personal files. Jake at four. It shows him <laughs> the real John Belushi with his. Uh, oh, he's cute as a button. I don't even know how to explain it. But that's 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 um, um, scotch taped to the inside of this uh, jacket of this uh, folder file file folder. Now here's a here's a uh, mug shot of a. Uh, Sweet looking broad, 32079688, Dwight Correctional Facility, uh, Entrance Historical ex Examination Form. So, this is some type of a greenish aqua colored thing. A name, um, Artesia Papa Giorgio, Judge Garrison, age 27, hair black, number 3209. I read that, that's her. Um, no, director, District Attorney Edward Duno, height 5'6". I'm reading it. <laughs> it should be the, alias Georgie is, uh, is her name. Court murder. Sentence life. Age 27, hair black, height 5'6", eyes brown, weight 120, marks pregnant. <laughs> Marital relationship, one, legal, two, common law not married or living with anyone. That's uh, what's actually written here. She's not. She's neither common law nor legal. Parents, living or dead, dead is circled. Mother Agnes, Papa Giorgio. I don't know why I keep saying Papa Giorgio. It's Papa George. Father, Adam, Papa George. Siblings, none. Husband, won't tell. <laughs> she's obviously filling this in um, um, as she's being asked these uh, questions by the Dwight Correctional Facility. Previous criminal record, none. Religion, Catholic. In case of death, notify no one. Use of narcotics, drugs, then two there circles, alcohol and tobacco. Inmate's version of crime, she doesn't remember. 
Holy Christ. So then here's the whole thing written, and I don't know what. Oh, so this is when, I guess she's turning over uh, uh, Jake to the the, uh, St. Helena of the Blessed Shroud. Because we feel a child will benefit from placement in a Catholic orphanage affiliated with the Correctional District. (laughs) Then the Welfare Department. uh, Please print or type boy's name. Papa George Jacob, and middle name is just an asterisk. This is from the St. Helena of Us, Child Calvin City, Illinois. Application for admission from the Welfare Department. Birth date, 72452. Age, nothing is there. Verified with an X. Birthplace, Dwight Correctional Facility, uh, Illinois. So I guess he was born inside the correctional facility. Race, Caucasian, nationality, Serbo Croatian, uh, religion, Catholic. Present school grade, and it's nothing, of course, boys. Legal residence, city, county, Cook, state, state of Illinois. Person of agency, legally reasonable, responsible for boy, Department of Children and Family Services, and in the address, ward of state. Person who can be notified by phone or wire in case of emergency concerning boy above. See, it's just so perfect. And then um, Jake changed his last name to Blues on 3-23-62. Files are kept under both names. Date of admitted, admitted to home, 7-26-52. Discharge, 7-26-70. And then his case number. There's a whole bunch of other st- stuff. Application form prepared by Janice Hirsch, DCFS. Just so incredibly detailed and, and perfect. And I mean, I just read whatever, three pages. There's all this for everybody. There's a picture of, um, oh, here's a picture of Elwood in his basket. Uh, and the inside of Elwood's jacket, it said Elwood at age three. And the, the picture is missing, but the 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 patina uh, of the inside of the folder is not visible. You can see that there's white um, or lighter color of the manila where the tape and the photo were. So some, somebody took that out. And then there's a picture of boy's picture at placement. He's in a, in a little basket, like for apples. Oh, look at little Jake. And he's accepted. And then we go to ch- ch- a child's history of placement. Uh, eight years. Oh, boy, this is some good stuff. 37. Uh... St. Helens of the Blessed Shroud, behavior patterns for Jake uh, Papa George, age six. Jake is usually a well-behaved and loving little boy. This is in cursive, uh, written, you know, in terrible handwriting, except when he gets cranky or worked up over a good game of steal the bacon. He especially does not like to pick up after himself. This is a very hard on one of... Uh, of one of the other orphans here, Elwood. And so um, Elwood uh, and on Elwood and watches over him like a big brother. Jake can give you a look that makes you believe he is an angel <laughs> like he does to uh, Carrie, Carrie Fisher. He's got, and it has a picture of them and the divorce records and all that business in here. It's so and I can't read it. Circle, uh, the following describes the knowledge about the child. Identify your source of information. The source of info is mostly from Sally, 
and then some of it's from Joey says he takes his things. <laughs> and Curtis um, is also uh, asked some things on here. Soiling daily, never. Soiling night, never. Um, and your sis. And uh, your uresis day, never. <laughs> uresis night. Oh, I think that might have to do with something. Occasional, it says. Fire setting, never. Stealing, unknown. Uh, and then it says, Joey says he takes his things. Temper tantrums, frequent. Nightmares, occasional. And Curtis says that. Um, I'm going to go through things. Here's his report. Qualities of citizenship. I always got A's in citizenship. Here's what I wanted to, to read. This was this is filled out in crayon, and then I'm going to go. Unfortunately, I mean, this is uh, such such good stuff. Section C, section section, take three. So, section two two section section C C section. Fill in the blank to make complete sentence. Okay, so this is written in crayon. Draw a picture of your house uh, is at the bottom. And it's a very unusual picture of, of uh, Sister Mary Stigmata. <laughs> she looks like a penguin, but that's a picture of, of your house. So uh, it's fill in the blank at the, at the end. And he's writing in the answers. Actually, he's writing this in pencil. He just drew the picture in crayon. Your dog is your cat, spelled backwards. <laughs> You tell time from a man. That's <laughs> spelled backwards. All the everything is spelled backwards, just to let you know. And I mean letters are backwards and everything. To stay alive, you eat food. You eat Jake meals a day. We get milk from a man. You go to bed to go to bed. We go to a bed to pray. You have a father and a nun. To pick up leaves, you use a man. <laughs> Oh, so good stuff like that. Yeah, here's the report card. Oh, my. Oh, my. And, of course, it has when... Oh, here's this petition to change his name. Um, boy. Yeah, man. Oh, here's a picture of the water tower, Joliet. And uh, this is a diff different water tower. This is a huge one. And then you could see spray paint it. It says uh, Jake... And Elwood. So now there are arrest charges for vandalism at uh, the, the freight yards. And they were released without charges, juvenile division, blah, blah, blah. And it's really official because uh, the, 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 the page that this, um, that these arrest information is on continues on the reverse side, upside down. As, as it would, uh, like if you mail it or something, I guess, like that there. A juvenile field arrest report. Here's another thing. Um, talks about his car, interests and activities. A, have ice cream. Circle, make a circle around the M for the one thing you would most like to do. Make a circle around the L for the thing you would least like to do. Uh, oh, I don't know what. That's weird. Grilled cheese, milkshake, cigarettes. Illinois Youth Center, St. Charles. Oh, Jake was just cleared from two days of solitary. 
overdue balance. So I guess it, there's, uh, I don't know, armed forces, physical. Just so many. Burton Rest, Clerk of Circuit Court of Cook County. Just, you know, so many things he's in trouble. Oh, here's here's his wedding invitation. Here's a picture of him and Carrie Fisher at the gate of uh, probably her house because she was kind of well off. The most joyous of occasions is the union of a man and a woman in celebration of life. So this was the card that was sent out, the invitation that was sent out. And it's all put together like a scrapbook. It's This uh, card is taped to the paper that's inside the scrapbook thing. Our joy will be complete if you can share in the ceremony uniting our daughter Camille um, Zedatelic, Zedatelic and Jake Blues, Saturday the 22nd of January 1977, 11 o'clock at Sacred Grace Parish. If you are unable to attend, we ask your presence in thoughts and prayer. Mr. and Mrs. Adam Zedatelic. Here's a police department report of missing person. <laughs> uh, that's great. See, it just follows it. Physical description, um, age 29, height 5'9", weight 190, eyes brown, hair black. Mustache, style of color, none. Beard, style of color, black, long sideburns. Complexion, dark. White, black, uh, nothing sort of uh, nativity. Uh, oh, uh, religion, Catholic, uh, mental DNA, physical good. And then they have the photograph of me just smiling. It has him listed as a musician. Address, Uncle Steve's Bar, Wells Street. Last seen, 12277 at 3 a.m. <laughs> cause of absence, breach of promise. Remember, he left her at the, at the altar. And here's, police, uh, here's his fingerprints. Oh, there's his arrest record, JCC inmate record card when he was put into Joliet. <laughs> and here's a piece of line. This is the line. Here's a piece of line line paper was stuck in here, like a notebook paper, and it's a letter from Jake, and it says, "Dear sister," so he's probably he's writing to sister Mary Stigmata. Dear sister, I am fine. How are you? Please send me. <laughs> Then it's scratched out, and then written it is $104. I'll scratch out, pay you back later. Thank you. And he signed it X. <laughs> but then he scratched out the X, and he puts Jake, and then he wrote Amen at the end. So, you know, just just in, in it happening, oh, curl up and die beauty salon. So here's, here's uh, Camille's. She has a photograph of them, and it's like 1970s now. It's rounded, rounded corners, and it was probably a color picture that was photocopied in here. And it just uh, runs down a list of uh, fabric for buy. <laughs> it's a list of how much the wedding shit cost, $1,892.19. Catering by the Hosmix Romanian caterers for 300 people, exclamation point, $599. So it's a list of 18 things, and then, it, it, like I said, it has this photo at the bottom. They're sitting in front of a house that has a, a pink flamingo in the front, and she's on, they're, they're both evidently sitting on lawn chairs, but he is completely cut out of the picture, and then uh, where then his bit that he is cut out sitting there is, is, is uh, torn in half, and it says... 
this is what you mean in my life now, written in pen. <laughs> uh, marker on the thing here. Uh, certificate of release. Just a special task force. Here's John Candy sitting with his, uh, you know, his uh, piggy bank with the cop outfit. There's a map of Chicago, probably where, um, where the whole chase took place. Here's El uh, Elwood. So you're, okay, hey, 47 is shit, okay, well, this is the longest one ever, I gotta just do this one, I don't know how old he was here, Elwood, but you're supposed to match the images, there's uh, six, six squares, and you're supposed to match the images, four of these squares have you match the images with them, they're like little line drawings, and you match them with, with a uh, thing, so, it has the man. So the first thing is sun, man, lamp, sunglasses, hat, light bulb. So you would normally match the man with the hat, the sunglasses with the sun, and the lamp with the light bulb. That's what we're getting at here. So he drew a line from the from the man to the sun, the lamp to the light bulb, and then the black sunglasses to the black hat. The next one is a moving van, an arrow, a Native American that looks very angry, uh, so we're going to go with Indian, a road, an airplane, uh, which is a, a prop airplane, and then clouds. So he drew the, the truck to the road, the Indian to the clouds, and he drew the arrow to the airplane. <laughs> then he, uh, then, boy, I don't know what this is. I know this one guy's Chinese because they got the rice picking hat on him and everything. It's horrible. And then there's another picture of a man. So I don't really know. I know. Uh, well, it doesn't matter. That one's not so funny. It's a. It's a. It, they're. Jeez, I can't even tell what that shit is. The next one, uh, he draws a shoe to the foot, and then he draws the car to the uh, tire, and then uh, he doesn't connect the saw to the tree. <laughs> and then it says. Uh, then there's two clocks down below. And it's a circle that just has 12, 3, 6, and 9, 12, 3, 6, and 9. It says, draw 2 o'clock, and in the middle of the clock where it's supposed to be draw 2 o'clock, it says, this clock is broke <laughs> uh, in pencil. And it says, draw noon, and it's a picture of the moon with two stars <laughs> inside the circle of the clock. So that's great. Now, uh, there's the, the Daily Plaza. Here's the car that's impounded. It's completely destroyed when it blew up at the end after they finally get there. The band miscellaneous stuff has a picture of all the bands when they're band people when they're young. Um, it has the Daily News. <laughs> Local musical group to perform in Paris, Rome, and Vienna by booking, by, uh, booking agent Murray Sline. Um, what's his name? Can't think of it. I know it's um, Edie and uh, boy, I only think of Edie. It's got everything. You know, it's got the it's got the the place that they were playing, where Steve was playing. Call Murph three one two KLS seven thousand. Murph Murph and the Magic Tones uh, weddings is on the photo. Their press kit. Boy, said and here's Aryan Powder. Court says. Uh, okay, all white man, I don't know, all white march. So there's that. Here's where they have the permit to do it. One night only, Cleophus James in person. It's a, you know, a church handout thing. 
Uh, oh, wow. Look at that. I'm having a good time. Alan Rubin, uh, when he was younger, and then uh, when he was the maitre d'. How much? The woman, the, the your wife, the children, the child, the daughter. I can't remember. I'm doing it injustice. And then all the shit. Picture of the uh, thing and the thing and the guy and the stuff. Back to me upstairs. We hope that you've enjoyed tonight's reading of Peregrine Books are published by the Fent Putnam. Oh, I'm still drunk. Putnam uh, Publishing Group. Blues Brothers Private. I still like, I'm, st I'm still reading the damn thing. Oh. Now they're going to be closed soon. The management would also like to apologize tonight's super secret surprise celebrity guest, Ashley Scott. Cannot be on a program tonight. Because, Wiggly, she only responded to one of your hashtag autographed photos of her from Sloppy Joe's Bar. Chill the fuck out, me. For Wiggly and the entire crew of Wiggly's Book Club, I'm Wiggly. And remember, kids, when someone asks you, Hey, jerky, how the hell did you get so smart? I'm going to square off against you. Why, you just stiff arm blade them under their left armpit, push tightly on their right waist. Pick them up and slam their neck right down on the concrete step, separating their head from their body, and you tell them, rip. Reading is fundamental.